Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to our 25th episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. And this episode, our theme is coming of age. Because, you know, it's like, I guess this is coming out late June, but mid-June, at least where we grew up, is graduation time. Because I realized afterwards that some people, like, end school in May. Like, Arizona end school in May, because they're weird. But Yeah, that's right. They're semesters, though. It's different. We have quarters. Where we live. Graduations are happening right now. And also, we just noticed right before this that this is our quarter century episode, which is also, like, coming of age, but for adults, so. Our podcast is a real adult. Yeah, we can, like, rent a car now. It's like when you're 23 and you're like, I'm an adult, and everyone laughs. Yeah. Now we're good. You don't have the sorrow yet. Okay. So, (laughs) just gonna jump right in there. So, the book that I picked is called Una Out of Order, and it's by Margarita Montemore. Sounds like a pizza. Kind of does. And then I I realized, like, halfway through the book that her name could be pronounced Ona and not Una, because it's O-O-N-A. But I read the entire- That's Una. Okay, I was gonna say, I read the entire book as Una- and I had thought about listening to a sample on like Audible just to hear get the name. What it, and then I didn't care enough because I didn't want to be wrong. We're gonna go with Una. Una sounds better than Ona anyway, and I'm pretty sure it's Una the double O. Okay, so what the book is about is it's about this gal named she's her name is Una Lockhart, and on her 18th birthday, no. So first off, let me back up. Her birthday is New Year's Day. Mm. And so every New Year's Eve is basically like a party party. for her. And when she is 18, turning 19, uh, yeah, yes, 18 turning 19, she wakes up on what would be her 19th birthday and she's 51. And so she's like this weird like time traveling, the whole story is this like weird time traveling where her inside age is not the same as her outside age and she oh. never knows where she's going to go. And so interesting. when she, so all the chapter, or I guess they're um, not chapter, they're like parts. So it's like seven different parts is what the book is. And so part one is 18 dash 18. So she's 18 on the inside, 18 on the outside. And it's 1982. And she is... So she's 18 currently, it's New Year's Eve, and she's got her boyfriend named Dale, who she's madly in love with, and she's this keyboardist in a band, although she always kind, like, she kind of wanted to be a guitarist, like, she was more interested in the guitar. Don't they all? But her boyfriend, but Dale, already played the guitar, and he was like, oh, we can't have two guitarists, like, that's that's not a thing. So play the guitar, or play the keyboard, I mean. And so she does it. But she's got offered this amazing opportunity to go to London for a year and like study with college Mm -hmm. or something whatever college she goes to but the band has also been given the opportunity to go on tour so she's torn does she go to London and like follow the career or does she go with the band and so they're at this New Year's Eve party slash birthday party and she hasn't told anybody in the band yet that she has to like make this decision Dale doesn't even know she has to make this decision yet and her friend Pam shows up and her Pam is like a school friend and she's like mm. okay well what have you decided and she's like oh, okay shut up like let's let's step away <laughs> nobody knows don't tell anyone and Pam's like you have to decide in two weeks like you have to tell the school in two weeks what you're gonna do and she's like I know but I haven't decided yet I'm so torn da, 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 da. and then they're counting down 
And she's had like a bit to drink at this point. Like it's nineteen eighty two, so the drinking age is nineteen. It's her birthday. It's also her birthday. Yeah. Um, she had like seen one of the bandmates, um, don't remember his name, doesn't really matter, um, doing coke in the bathroom when she like totally tore his ass out and was like, Don't we don't do that. No hard drugs. Classy as fuck. Mur, 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 mur. Um and so, but they're counting down and they're like, eight, seven. And she starts to get kind of shaky. And she's like, gosh, how much did I have to drink? I didn't think I had that much. And then they count down and they hit like one and her whole world kind of like vibrates and shakes. And she like comes to and she's 51. She doesn't know this actually. She has no idea. She just comes to and she's like, where the heck am I? I don't know this bed. I don't know this room. Why does my body feel so weird and so strange? Like what is happening? And so she like sits up and there's this younger man who's like 30. So she wakes up, but she is on the inside. She is 19. Oh gosh, get my microphone. On the inside, she's 19, but on the outside, she's 51 and it's 2015. And so she, so she like comes to, she has no idea because this is her first leap. That's what they end up calling them are leaps. Mm. it's her first leap and she comes to and there's this kind of younger guy he's in his 30s his name's Kenzie and he's there and he's like hey her child like what her child we don't know who Kenzie is he's he's oh, okay. her um assistant slash bestie is how he explains himself mm. yeah yeah you don't know like who Kenzie ends up like you don't know like how they be they come to be Gosh, her and Kenzie yeah. and stuff so there Oh, you broke up. Yeah. Okay, you're back. So Kenzie's there when she wakes up from her first jump, but you don't know who he is. Obviously, she wouldn't know who he is. So yeah, okay. Gotcha. So yeah, we have no idea. He's just a man in his 30s who's very flamboyant, fabulous, if you will. He says, hey, he's like, hey, I'm Kenzie. Uh, You told me that you wouldn't know who I am. And I'm supposed to tell you, like, this whole thing, and I'm supposed to give you this letter, but basically he's like, but I can convince you. It's, like, it's going to be fine. I don't I don't need the letter yet. And she's obviously freaking the fuck out, because she was like, yeah. <laughs> I was 18 seven seconds ago. What is happening to me? And then, am I crazy? And he's like, maybe, maybe. And, and he's like, oh my gosh, like, I was supposed to do this for you. You told me to just give you the letter. You told me to do it this certain way. And I didn't listen. And I should have just listened. Um, and she's still in New York. She was in New York before she lived in New York. She lives in New York, like, this entire time. The so. entire time. Okay. Um, and so she's like, I just need to get out. And he's like, okay, okay, fine. Like, here, take the letter. And here are your keys. And here's your phone. And gives her, like, an iPhone. But she's from 1982. She's not she has no idea what to do with that. And he was like, he's like, the code is Dale's birthday, uh, and she's like, and just like takes all these things and like storms off. And so she just goes walking. She's like, I'm gonna go find Dale. Like I don't know, I'm just gonna go there. So she makes it and she like takes the subway and she's like looking at the signs and she's like, these are like way nicer than they were before. Like and then she's on the subway and everyone is staring at their phones, but she doesn't know that they're phones. So she's mm. like, she's like, what is happening? She like keeps trying to like wake herself up from a bad dream. So Dale's goes, a boyfriend, right? Yeah, Dale's a boyfriend from the 18, the first love. From 82, got it. From 82, yep. And so um, she goes to his house and she like knocks on the door and this like tiny little Chinese man answers it and he's like, I don't know who that is. I've lived here for 10 years. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, fucking leave, basically. 
And so he like slams the door in her face and so she sits down on the steps. Cause I picture it as like a stereotypical uh, New York. Like the brownstones? Like, yep. That's how I picture it in my head. That's how I always picture New York. That's what it looks like everywhere, right? Anybody who has a, like a house in New York with a door that you can walk up and knock on. Otherwise they live in like apartments is how I picture mm-hmm. all of New York. So same. So uh she's like sitting there and of course she's still freaking the fuck out and kenzie pulls up in a car and he's like oh my god there you are you must be freezing because it's new year's day oh yeah it's cold and she like she like ran out and like she doesn't even have like her coat button no hat no mittens like nothing and she's in her 50s now yeah so like you're gonna get chilly you could die and so he like gets her home um and so he starts to explain to her is that you jump like you leap Every year on your birthday, you wake up in a new year, and you don't know what it, where you're going to be, and your previous self has written you a letter trying to explain. And so she's reading this letter, and she gets to it, and she was like, there's like this cute little funny thing that people in this time like to say called no spoilers. And she's like, basically it just means don't like ruin the end of a book or a movie or anything like that. And so she's like, I can only tell you so much. Because at this point, the person who was writing the letter is 50-year-old Una, who, we, I mean, we don't know how old she but is. But she basically inside. had to write it to 18-year-old Una. Yeah, so she, she knows. Body at this exact point. Yeah, so 50, body 50-year-old Una knows that body 51-year-old Una is going to be inhabited by 18-year-old inside. So, like, she knows, that's why she told Kenzie, she was like, this is going to be the first leap. This is the first one. You need so, to help her. Which is like, and a lot of it, my mind's breaks, blown. it breaks my brain because you know, like, you know that that has to work out because, so the other main characters that are like in throughout multiples of her, so there's Kenzie who comes and goes because I mean, he's like 30 when she's 51 and then her mom, Madeline, she comes and she goes a lot. Or I guess I should say she's like always there, but some years they are fighting and so she's not as prevalent mm. in the year. Um, but so you, and like, I kind of, how I started to structure around because Kenzie is so young in a lot of her leaps that he's not involved is that following where Madeline is. Cause Madeline, her mom is every year on New Year's day. I mean, her daughter is however old, but she doesn't know what the inside of her daughter is. So like, and it's kind of funny. That's crazy. Well, then it's really funny. Cause like later on, Madeline will have to be like, how old are you on the inside? And she's like, ugh. It is exactly like having a teenager all over again. Because, like, sometimes it'll come up where, you know, Una on the inside will actually be older than Madeline is. Just because, like... Oh, I'm sure that does happen. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. So, um, Una, of course, she's like, all right, well, then fine. Teach me everything. You're going to tell me everything. Because even, like, pre all of this weird stuff before she turned 19, um, or... Before she turned yeah. 18. She's 18 right now. So it's bef- yeah, before she turned 19, though. Because no. she was turning 19 before her first jump. No, she tur- her first jump was when she turned 18. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So she was 17. She turned 18. I, I messed that up when I explained okay. it the first time. Just birthdays break my brain sometimes with, like, I get how it. old are you now? Like, how okay. old are you now? Yeah. So she was 17. She turned 18. She jumped. So she's 18 on the inside, 51 on the outside. So but even before that, she was, like, good with numbers. Um, and her dad passed away when she was like 11, like they were on a boat doing something and it hit some like rough water and he fell out and he drowned and that kind of plays a lot into a lot of things. So that's basically why, 
Madeline, her mom, is the only parent figure throughout the book, and that's the only parent figure I'm really going to talk about. So she's like, okay, fine, teach me everything. Like, I want to know everything then. And she, Kenzie's like, yeah, everything, it's night one. Like, you, you really want me to tell you everything? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. Uh, she's like, I want to look at my friends. Where's Dale? And Kenzie is like, uh, you told me not to, not to tell you that. And she's like, I don't care. Tell me it now. So I look him up. Dale died when he was 20 or 21 or something. I think it was, yeah, he was 20 or 21 and he died of a stroke. <gasps> Dale's yeah. gone. Yeah. So Dale's gone. So she has, she's fucking dealing with that, even though like technically previous year, Una knew that. And so that's kind of how she starts like seeing herself is like. So she lives Una. the entire year as a 51 year old. Yes. And, and then her birthday is when she jumps again. She's going to jump so again. You never actually get to live the year you're in. So that's what she kind of has to like figure out is like, because she tries to fight fate and tries to change things and try to make relationships like carry over, which I'll get to because we have like seven jumps to cover in this book. Oh, shit. Yeah. But this first jump builds a lot of like what the hell is going on um but yeah so she makes her look he makes she makes kenzie look up all of her friends and the only one who's ever like done anything that they said they were going to was pam like she's like a federal judge or some shit now which is awesome um but like everyone out like one of them is in like jail on like selling drugs or something like nobody else has like lived up to anything they're gonna be the band turned out to be like not at all what they thought it was gonna be um and then she's also like terrified to leave the city so he like finally gets her out on like okay we're gonna go on like some walks and things and her mom is like her, i think her mom shows up on the second day and is like yeah I, I thought maybe you know we'd like slowly warm you up since this is your first leap and everything but i'm gonna take you on her mom knows because 50 yeah. year old informed her that that was the first one um technically 19 year old her would have informed her mom because by the time she jumps back into her 19 year old body she knows what's going on so does she jump from 50 to 19 and then lives 19 and then from 19 to another year and then lives 20 like does she ever live any sort of chronologically no, like no it, it goes everywhere it's just also, eventually she hops back into her 19 year old body yeah and so when she eventually hops back into her 19 year old body but she, she could be like 30 yeah so then she finally tells her mom and her mom believes her because her mom so her mom is fucking awesome her mom had so her mom made a first fake birth certificate so that way she could be a flight attendant for pan am but then got knocked up at 17 and had to quit the dream that's how it goes and so she basically saw pregnancy as mother and motherhood like in the beginning as ruining her life but then she got older and she realized, you know, maybe not. But she was always the one that was, like, pushing Una to do things. Like, after her dad died, she was the one who was like, we're going to play hooky today and we're going to go shopping. You're going to go on that roller coaster until you throw up. Like, you need to be more adventurous. Like, go, like, do something. Say yes to things. Embrace life. Like, that's who her mom was. Was like, don't yeah. just live in your little bubble because you're scared now. Because there's so much life to live. So I don't. We never find out, like, how right. hard it was for Madeline to accept these things. And then at 51, we don't, when Una is 51, so in 2015, we don't know how Kenzie got convinced. Um, we just know that he also knows about it. And they're the only two people. So that was in the letter. She's like, the only two people that know are Kenzie because and Mom. She was never 51 
inside a 51 year old's body. She was a and she won't and she'll never be. So she never repeats any of the years that she goes to. Whoa, this whole book is very trippy. Oh yeah. But oh my god, it's amazing. Like I fucking love it. I need like, to read it. Like I'm excited about this book. Yeah. What what was it called again? It's called Una Out of Order. Oh my god, I am yeah. super interested. Like this yes. would be a good show. Oh, I really hope they turn it into Sorry, a I didn't show. mean to cut you off. I'm just like very no. excited about this book. Yeah, fine. Like And there's gonna come times where you and the listeners are like, Oh my god, you're giving away spoilers, but I swear I'm not. Like so much happens. There's just a lot in the book. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I actually like I wrote down notes and then I highlighted things of like don't say that because turns out it actually gives things away. So hmm. okay. okay, broad strokes. Yes. So we're still we're still only on the first leap. Like this is gonna be a long episode. So I hope y'all yeah, I'm ready. Know, I th- hope you guys drink. brought a drink. So Speaking of, I had to hydrate. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so we're still on leaf one. Because I'm still kind of setting up what is happening for her. So she, um, so also she's fucking rich. Like, and so this was another part of her letter is that she's like, we're rich. We are buy whatever the fuck, do whatever the fuck, anything you want, rich. She's like, but wow, you have to be like, rich. like smart about it. She's like, don't end up on social media but of course una doesn't know what social media actually is she was like don't and she was like don't ever get more than a billion and then she's like in person like yes billionaires are a thing now because because if you get more than a billionaire she's like you know the irs and people are gonna start poking around and you don't want that um she's like but it's okay she's like basically means that you could donate a ton of money she's like donate to whatever you want anything you want do it she's like and kinsey helps with like a lot of that and making sure it comes and then there's a binder She's like, this is the biggest part is that you have to memorize the binder and you have to add to the binder mm. every time you leap. So the binder is things like when to buy Apple stock, when to buy Amazon stock. Because you jump around your, in the yeah. time frame. Yeah. When wow. to, um, what sporting events, like the, how she made like the most of her money was that there was some sporting event that she bet on that was like an 85 to one odds or something. And she bet like a thousand dollars or a couple thousand dollars or some shit. And like, that's how she made the first chunk of money. Because there was all these things, because you already know. Because you know what's going to happen. That world. Or what did happen. Yeah. So she's like, so we have all this money. She's like, but you just got to be like smart about it. And so they, she has this really nice plush ass house, like somewhere in New York, but I can't remember that. Anything in New York that's slightly plush is very expensive because a closet is like two grand. Yeah. And also on like, her the house is fucking giant so she has a music room and a movie room and all these things so she spends a lot of her time in the music room because it has all of these things on vinyl and then like a week or two in Kenzie comes in and he's like hey like okay like this is great like I'm glad that you've discovered this because she's like I'm so overwhelmed there's so many things and he's like here's your iTunes library and she's like what and he's like click that click just click and so she clicks it and starts playing it and she's like what is what is this there's so many music choices and she gets starts to get overwhelmed and he's like it's like all right he's like you don't need to learn it all overnight like pick an artist you already know and listen to them through the years or pick like do like the tops of each like decade, each decade or, something. or something yeah and she's like okay that makes it more manageable because so on like it was I think it was like a Thursday or a Tuesday or something was when her birthday was and so that first Sunday her mom was like we're going on an adventure she's like I'm not feeling up for an adventure she's like I'm your mom and we're going on a damn adventure put on this bathing suit sorry and so this is the first time I think it's 
Her 51-year-old self puts on a bathing suit. Okay. It was a one-piece. It was very flattering. <laughs> it was tasteful. But it's the first time that she's actually had to, like, look at her naked 51-year-old body. That would be, tr- that would blow when your she, mind. When like, she was 18, like, three days beforehand, two days? Because she, she's, like, managed to, like, basically look at herself from the neck up, get changed in the dark, whatever kind of a thing, you know? Like, hasn't really I had to accept. acknowledge it. Yeah. And so her mom, and oh my god, I totally want one of these because this sounds amazing. Her mom is a part of this, like, polar club. And every Sunday from January to April, they go and they jump in, like, some lake in New York or something like that. Oh, one of those. Okay. Yeah. But then, but the first Sunday of the new year is open to non-members. And so that's what she brings Una to. She's like, and Una kind of, like, sort of freaks out, sort of accepts it. Because at this point, she is heartbroken that dale is dead and she's just like i mean yeah and she's like okay see take me away kill me like i don't care anymore about anything this sucks but then she but she does and she gets like pulled back and she's all like shivering and stuff and her mom is like it's okay there's the car has seat warmers and she's like i don't know what that is but okay and so her mom was like i'm sorry she was yeah her mom was like i thought like the cold water would be refreshing and it would wake you up but i see that it was too much too soon i'm sorry so like Madeline's like totally understanding in this year because some years she's less understanding but mm. I'll save those until we get there so either way basically she Una spends like this entire year like kind of figuring out what is happening like she doesn't really venture out and do anything she takes like walks like Kenzie convinces her to take like walks around the lake and stuff like that and like get out of the neighborhood a little bit but she just spends like the whole year kind of sad and depressed and also like in a lot of denial like, oh, yeah. she's half convinced that she's crazy and her mom and Kenzie are just, like, putting up with her, being like, oh, yeah, this is what you believe. So she's like, come New Year, this is clearly not, obviously, this, I'm just going to turn 52 and I'm going to mm-hmm. prove to you guys that this is just dementia. So, yeah. the next Dark. year, she turns. Oh, no, I did have that right. Yeah, she was 19 in a 51-year-old's body. I had it right the first time. I'm sorry, guys. So the next it's year. It's complicated with the jumping. It is. It, it, it's a lot of jumping and leaping. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot of numbers. So the next year, she leaps again, and she is now 20 on the inside in a 27-year-old's body. It's closer. And she wakes up at a party hammered. Like, she comes to, and she's super fucking drunk. She's definitely on, like, some kind of drug, and she was like, okay, if, like, 27, well, she doesn't know what year it is quite yet, and she kind of has to, like, ask around, like, okay, and they're like, 1991, woo, which is the year I was born, so, woo, yeah, um, and so she's like, I mean, like, you would think, she was like, 1991, like, she's like, is Pat in her pockets, and she's like, there's no letter, like, what did she do? She, like, left me with nothing. Like, she's supposed to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she, like, sees this, like, stranger, and she ends up having, like, sex at this club with the stranger. <laughs> and then she, like, goes back into a bathroom to, like, put herself back together and reaches in her pocket, and there's a post-it note, and it's, like, don't have sex with a blue-haired stranger. Boyfriend's name is... I can't remember his name. It's I didn't write it down. It's, like... It's irrelevant have boyfriend yeah either way yeah it's like have boyfriend this is how, what he looks like he's in a red tux and he has blue hair great guy um this past una knew that she was gonna sleep with him and was trying to like change her fate 
which didn't happen. And then, so she finally ends up finding him and turns out she's been not, she was on ecstasy and didn't know it because, you know, uh, 1990 Una took E before 1991 Una showed up. So, um, and so, and she's like, full letter at home. And so he's like, oh, I thought we were going to go back to my place. And she's like, no, I just don't feel good. I think the drugs are like coalescing. I just need to go back to my place. Drop me off. Da, 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 da. Okay, cool. So he drops her off and she like reads the letter and she's reading it. And she's like, and it's like, um, you got an IUD placed years ago. So you don't need to worry about getting pregnant. But uh, AIDS and STDs are super rampant right now. You guys get tested every couple months and you're clean. Um, but she was like, oh shit, I just had sex with a stranger. <laughs> Oops. Um, and then she's like, he's going to take you out for like a birthday dinner here. She's like, there's an extra sheet of paper inside this envelope with like hints about him and like little facts that you, that'll help and be, you need to know. So she's super drunk and she's on a shitload of drugs. Cause I think at one point she did Coke too. And she just passes the fuck out. All the nineties. And so she wakes up. And she's like, oh my god, where is that other sheet of paper with all of these, like, clues about him? It's in the fucking fire. And so she was like, what the fuck, 1990 Una? Like, you knew. Like, why would you leave this right above a burning fire? How stupid of you. So she Mm -hmm. has to, like, go to dinner with him. And he, like, gets a limo. But, of course, she doesn't know anything about him at all. Yeah, literally nothing. And so she convinces him. She's like, yeah, let's, like, pretend this is our first date. And he's like, okay. And so, like, as she keeps asking these questions, you can tell he's just getting more and more, like, we're we're still doing this. Yay. And she's like, yeah, all those drugs really messed me up last night. And so they, like, get back in the limo, and they're going to head back to his place or her place or wherever the hell. And they're, like, going to have sex. And she's like, oh, did you bring a condom? And he's like, why? We both just tested clean, like, two months ago. Like, he's like, you slept with somebody else, didn't you? And she's like, I, yeah. I have not known you existed. So that's really awkward. And so they like break up. Um, and so that, but like, so more things in the letter were like, there is no Kenzie in this leap because Kenzie is in elementary school because it is 1991. And so she's like, this, these are the people that are doing our finances right now. And like, make sure you update the binder. And that one of the other parts that I think um, 2014 Una had put in her letter was like, sometimes you just have to like make bad trades and like bad investments on purpose. So it doesn't look too perfect, which kind of works. With like, so it's like, hey, if you want to just like put stock in some fucking some random, fucking random like, shit, go for go it. For it. It's fine. It kind of like levels out. So, like, there's, like, one time where she's, like, yeah, no, I'm going to sell these off. And he's, like, really? Like, the finance people are, like, that's a really bad idea. And she's, like, no, it's fine. Because she knows that she's going to buy them again in, like, two years. And then they're going to quadruple or some shit and split 19 bajillion times and mm-hmm. other finances I don't know much about. Other stuff. Um, but then in the note for this one in 1991, she's, like, these are our friends. But doesn't, like, say how to find them or anything. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up finding them. I don't really remember how. It doesn't matter so much. I think maybe she goes to get a haircut or something. But basically, 1991, it's her just partying all year long. Like, the entire year is just doing drugs and staying up late and raging and stuff. So, yeah, that's it. Other things happen, but I don't, you know. Damn. No spoilers. 
So I think I'm gonna have to listen to this. Oh, like, you're I'm gonna yeah, you're it. gonna have to. And I even started. I was I downloaded the Audible or no, I got it from the library. It came in, um, and I started listening to it because I didn't know if I was gonna be able to finish reading it in time. Mm-hmm. And then I stayed up till like two a.m. and finished it one day, and so then I quickly returned to my Audible. But I liked the narrator actually. And after, so I originally got the reading book from the library as well, and I ended up buying it on Kindle because I liked this book that much, and I will reread it because now that I know how everything goes, it would like, be I interesting. Wa- I want to read it again. again and like see what I pick up on that I didn't pick up on the first time. Okay. Wow. So this year, so when she's in 1991, she's also kind of happy, right? Because she went from young to really, really old to mostly young, like 27. Yeah. Young enough. Yeah. Especially when you were just 51, right? So. It's young. So she goes and she leaps again. And she comes to, so on the inside, she's 21. But she comes to on a subway. And she's like, like what the hell like what is what why am I on a subway like she gets like annoyed at herself for being like why are you not like bringing me to in good decent places but she's like so like there's this random woman on the subway and she's like are you ma'am are you okay like are you are you you okay and she's like what yeah and she's like I don't know you were just asking for a pen but she can hear the announcer like her next stop is coming like the next stop is her stop because the house stays the same and all the times because she owns her nice ass house right so she always knows after after the first leap she always knows where to go so makes sense um and so the woman is like i don't know you said something about like edward and peter i don't know you needed a pen she's like okay that's really weird so she like gets off and so she goes she goes back she makes it back home and there's this man sitting on her steps and she's like hey help you and he's like hey I'm Edward what's up and she's like I don't know you and he's like oh so that amnesia thing you told me about is real she's like what and he's like I'm your husband she's like what do you mean you're my husband hard pass yeah oh because also at this point so after in the very first leap I missed this whole part um, it's not a giant part, but it's a little part, is that she has a tattoo when she comes to it at 51, and it's an hourglass with the initials that say M-D-C-R. And so she doesn't really know, like, what the letters are yet. Like, the M is Mackenzie for her, I think it's one of her grandparents. I can't remember who that is. And then the D is Dale, and then C, her father's name was Charles. So she's trying to figure out like who the R is. And at one point she like meets somebody with a C name and she was like, oh, cause Edward's last name is Edward Clary. So she's like, well, maybe the C is for Clary and not for Charles. So she like has no idea what it is. And mm-hmm. like she asks at one, like she asks when she's 51 what it is and Kenzie and her mom won't tell her. And she asks at 27 what it means. And her mom won't tell her. She's like, nope, this isn't the year you find out. Like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Because multiple times, multiple times she's like asking her mom to like, tell her things and her mom's like no I'm not gonna do it and she's like why she's like you told me something really really mean she's like you were very angry at me and you told me about something about my future and it destroyed me and I'm not gonna do that to you but you don't know what it is at this point and you're like god damn shit happened so so it's 2004 and she meets her apparent husband named Edward so she gets he's like yeah you told me to like give you a letter and she's like well I don't have my wedding ring on and he's like oh you thought it would have been a, like a better idea if I gave these to you like once we were real sketch run and she's like okay sure whatever so she like reads a letter and it's like 
you're married to Edward and he's a really great guy and uh, you he owns this pub that hasn't opened yet called Clary's Pub and uh, you are like the main backer for it and she's like okay so he's fucking with me for my money and shit and so she like kind of accepts it she's like okay and he's like cool about it he's like I'll sleep in the spare room like there's plenty of rooms I'll sleep in them. Like, like he's like, well, he's like, you're like my wife, and you told me that you had this weird amnesia thing where your brain resets. Because I think she said that like she was in a car accident or something. It resets every year or something. Yeah, like something like that is how she explained it away. It's how 2003 Una explained it or something like that. Mm. And she's like, okay, and then she's like, oh, so like I am like your main backer for this restaurant. And he's like, yeah. So she's like, that's weird. So she goes searching to make sure that they signed a prenup, which they did. And she's like, okay. Phew, at least 2003 Una had something in mind. Um, and so she like finally goes to see where this pub is going to be because he, he is British and he wants like classic bar food but with a French twist and it's going to be expensive but it's fine because the food's going to be so good it's going to bring people in except for the place that he picked is like real shitty and there's like a really nasty smell from like the water nearby that is like a half sewage water type place and she's like this is where you like what the hell this is where you picked and he's like oh my god it's like we're having the exact same conversation and so of course like she sinks all of this money into it and the whole time she's like who is peter like what was my like previous self trying to tell me like what the heck is going on and then he has this like helper bee there named francesca who like Una kind of thinks they're having an affair, but she can't really prove it. And she's like, is it just like weird because I'm meeting this whole new person and I tried to change fate. And then she sees this ad in like the paper or on a flyer or something for guitar lessons with a guy named Peter. Okay. So she takes them because she's always wanted to learn the guitar and um, Edward is working super crazy hours and shit like that. And she gets really good. And then she kind of starts to get a thing for Peter. And then she ends oh. up deciding to divorce Edward because it's just not working. And she oh. goes and tells Peter and is like, I divorced my husband. But she waits. She waits like three months. And she like, yeah. And she's like, by the way, like, we're divorced. Like, would you want to grab a drink? Like, would you want to go grab coffee? And he was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm really sorry. I just started seeing someone unless you met. And she was like, no, no. I meant that. I meant I was asking you about this a date. And he was like, terrible timing. And she was like, yep. And this is like November at this point. She's leaving. Yeah. So she's like, okay, like, whatever. She's like, I thought this was going to be like the year that I was going to have love and everything was going to be great, but whatever. So she leaps. And she leaps to 2003, which is the year that she meets and marries Edward. So she leaped one year backwards. Weird. So she is 23 in a, no, she's 22. Sorry, she's 22 in a 39-year-old's body. This is why I had to fucking take notes. Um, oh, yeah, and at the very beginning of the 2004 leap, because she was like, okay, well, where's my mom? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you guys had a really big fight, and your mom thought it would be best if she didn't come back to, like, the second week of January. You know, like, okay, well, that's weird. And then all of 2004, she's been getting postcards from Kenzie, because Kenzie's, like, early 20s late teens something like that i can't do the math for sure but she's just been getting like postcards from him 
mm-hmm. from like different places in Asia. And he's like, oh, I'm still mad. I need more time. And it's like, oh, like I'm starting to forgive you, but I need more time or I'm starting to forgive them or you. I can't remember who it is that he's forgiving. And so she's like, okay, obviously I had this big fight with Kenzie and he sends one in December and he's like, okay, I'm ready to come home. Like all is forgiven, but I'm not going to come back until January. And you're like, okay, well, he obviously knows about the leaps at this point, And that's why. Because he doesn't want talk to talk. me. Yeah. So it's 2003. So you're like, okay, this is the year that she meets and marries Edward. This is the year that you're going to figure out about the fight she has with her mom and the fight she has with Kenzie. Yep. So it's like, oh, shit. Big year. Things are starting to come together. But I'm not going to give anything away about what happens in that year. Good, because I'm going to read it. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's that's a big year where things start to happen. Big deal. And so these next couple jumps, I'm going to give very little information on. Because I feel like I've done a lot on the early ones setting up kind of what happens. Yeah, give me some some idea. And also, I don't think any of the other ones really give away too much. So, she so after that one, um, she figures out what all the fights are, and you figure it out as the reader. And you're like, oh my good lord, my heart hurts. And so then she jumps to 1995. She's oh, 23 man. on the inside and 31 on the outside, and she wakes up in like Vietnam with her mom or something like that. And her mom and she's like, why are we here? And she's like, in 1994, you just thought you would want some time away and so she basically just spends the entire year traveling around asia and stuff like that like discovering herself which is kind of cool and then she jumps to after that she jumps to 1999 so she's 24 on the inside and 35 on the outside and that's the year she discovers what the tattoo means yeah that did not i honestly did not see that coming like no idea they she got me good and then the next one, she jumps to 2017. So she's 25 on the inside and 53 on the outside. And all I wrote was sad. Oh, it's very rough sad. Year. Well, it was also around here that I was like, well, shit, I don't want to give spoilers. But yeah, it's a very sad, rough year. And then the last uh, parts of it, I don't know if it's how many chapters it is, but she's 26 on the, so she jumps to 1983. So she's 26 on the inside and 19 on the outside. <sighs> So she's she's back with Dale. That's obviously the year that she has to, like, somehow convince her mom that things are going on. Yeah, that would be a crazy-ass year. Yeah, but oh my gosh. The book, it was absolutely amazing. I want more. Like, I need the next, like, seven jumps. Like, (laughs) just keep giving me seven jumps a book until, like, she dies, I guess. Or she's never gonna die. I don't know. Maybe I was gonna say between nineteen and fifty-one. That's like that's like thirty-two jumps. Yeah, just keep giving me books forever and always, please. Because that's great. It was yeah, it was super good. Also, I want a book from Madeline's point of view, the mom of like her, just like you know, living her life with her daughter coming in. Because like That'd multiple so times, whoever is like interacting with Una, who's known her before, it's usually Madeline. But every now and then, it's somebody else is like, you're different, like. There's something different about you. And it's because she's aged like say five years. years or something <laughs> like that. Like on the inside, but for them, they're like, you're like two years older. Like what the hell? But one thousand percent, like five out of five. I can't come up with anything like I, I can't think five of hour glasses out of five hour there glasses. There you go. That's five an emoji. leaps out of five leaps. I don't know. Solid. I, I absolutely am yeah. We're into this book. I'm happy. Super, super good. Highly recommend. Wow. Una out of order. I think I talked for a long time, but. You did. And I, 
I did not pick a book nearly as interesting or complex. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, otherwise it's going to be like, like, lit- like literally. Don't worry. It won't be that long. Um, <clears throat> so I picked a book that after we picked our topic coming of age, I picked a book that as a kid and by kid, I mean like in my early teens to late teens, I read this book like every year. Like I loved oh. this book. I read it a lot. So I actually did not reread it in the last couple of weeks because apparently I packed it. I packed on my bookshelves and it's not a book that I read regularly anymore as an adult. Yeah. So I did look up a summary because I needed a refresher, but I have <laughs> read this so book. many times that after I read the summary, I was like, oh, I remember all this shit. Okay. Good to go. Yeah. So the book that I picked was Peaches by Jody Anderson. I don't think I've read that one. You don't think you've read that one? It was uh-uh. pretty popular in like the early 2000s. I actually went to the library to see if I could like just borrow it. Yeah. Waitlist still wow waitlisted i i bet that it probably came out and was popular in my like i don't like to read phase probably um <clears throat> so i picked this one because it is centered around three girls who i'm pretty sure they've graduated high school and it's like that gap summer mm-hmm. between graduating high school and going to college or doing whatever it is you do with the rest of your life um, I did think about choosing Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. But it's so well known. Everyone knows say, yeah. that. Literally, when you were just explaining this, I was like, shit, I should have done Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I thought about That's it. I really did age. because I have read that one a lot as well. And I, I loved it. Like, it. The whole series. Yeah, I'm actually thinking about rereading it this summer. But I picked this one because it's lesser known, but I also think it's really interesting, but in a different kind of way. So I like, what I like about this book is like, it's a little bit more about like these three girls who have very different lives and backgrounds trying to find a way to be friends and like help each other with their issues where I feel that because with Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, like they all go to high school together. Mm -hmm. They all already have very similar lives. They all already get along. Like they have to deal with their outside lives, but it's pretty like hunky-dory, happy-go-lucky, you know? Okay. It's pretty straightforward. There's a lot more character development in Sister of the Traveling Pants because it is a series. Like there's a there's a ton of them. There's more time um, to do that. Yes. And just generally the way that they address it, because the girls already know each other and are best friends. Like, so you don't have to build that into the narrative. Like it's just like off the bat, they're best friends. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I do think that character development wise, <laughs> Sister of the Traveling Pants did that better. Okay. But Peaches is great. So the three girls that this centers around are Birdie, Murphy, and Lita. So some interesting names. I know, right? <laughs> I thought that too. Um, so these three girls uh, are basically going to be working at an orchard for the summer. They're going to be picking peaches. Like that's what their job is going to be, but for very different reasons. So Birdie grew up on this orchard. It's her family's orchard farm. This is what they do every year. Um Murphy is like the school bad girl like at the beginning (laughs) of it she's like she like spends her time like dicking around in the orchard like the far end of it with like random boys from high school and she's like bored with them and she's just like whatever he can fill me up it's cool I don't fucking care like it's (laughs) kind of sad yeah um and so Murphy ends up being there but she's sentenced to go work at the orchard um, yeah. so she's there one day like this is basically how the book kicks off is that she's at the orchard and she like goes skinny dipping and she's got like a guy there but she's like bored and like wants to do something different or interesting and she decides to break into the house oh. in the orchard like the main house yeah 
she like breaks in and then like the dog runs after her and they end up like seeing her or catching her or something and so instead of like pressing charges because she's 18 now like technically she's an adult like that would be an adult charge mm-hmm. the owner of the orchard was like fine come work for me for the summer like they hire migrant workers anyways they always need people to help like pick peaches so he's like fine i won't press charges or anything but you come work for me and um she's like not just the bad girl but also like from the other side of the tracks kind mm. of person mm-hmm. so she's like like the poor yeah the poor representation in, in this in this story and then lita is the other one and so lita is actually birdie's cousin but they are haven't been close since they were like really little and lita's family is like the richest in town oh so she ends up going to the orchard because her older sister is getting married and her family is just like you're in our way while we're trying to plan this fancy wedding so you need to leave <laughs> like it's kind of sad <laughs> yeah so it's like go pick they basically were like, like you're inconvenient right now so please go away like wow. it'll be good for you to learn manual labor please go so it's pretty <laughs> terrible like i kind of feel bad for all of them like they're all kind of stuck there like birdie's grown up there so she doesn't really have a choice yeah family and lita doesn't really want to go but she was basically banished there because they were tired of dealing with her shit because lita's like hella stuck up oh. so it's fair it's fair but, but still from the richest in the town i think they're in georgia it makes sense because peaches let's just say they are i'm fairly certain it's georgia <clears throat> uh yeah i recall seeing that in the summary okay. okay i mean it makes sense like you said it tracks um okay so they don't really know each other because although birdie and lita are cousins they haven't really like talked or their families haven't like hung out since they were like small children and they're 18 now so they, mm-hmm. they don't really know each other at all and so all of the girls like are not happy about this arrangement so murphy and lita are staying in like one of the cabins like on the orchard for migrant workers but birdie stays in the house because like she has a room like she lives here you know mm-hmm. um but like murphy and lita hate each other because it's like <laughs> the rich girl and then like the poor skanky girl and like yeah. that's not necessarily how I would describe her, but that's basically how she's portrayed in the beginning of this. Yeah, like, that's, it's kind of sad. Stereotypical. For... It's very stereotypical for like a teenage girl book. Like, there's always one who's like lesser, which is upsetting, but she yes. has her own great qualities. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just like the perception of Murphy's not good. Yeah, she hangs so, out with the boys and she's skinny dips. Yeah, basically. But like, Lita has also had a lot of experiences. She's just a rich girl. So, like, it's not portrayed the same way oh yeah and i think that's really her. interesting because i do think this book tackles a lot of like classist issues um just like with like the girls relationships mm. so i actually find that particularly interesting versus like sisterhood of the traveling pants where they don't really address it yeah. like <laughs> so um <clears throat> lita and murphy like the first couple of days like really hate each other and then as they're working in the fields they kind of start to talk a little and realize that like, okay, like maybe we do have some things in common. Like neither of us want to be here. Like we both like are interested in boys, but are kind of bored with them and like, don't know what we want to do with our lives. But Lita is required to go to college for her family because she's Mm -hmm. a rich person. And then Murphy can't afford college and doesn't know what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, despite those differences, like they do end up like being friends and like, they end up like sneaking out of like the cabins at night. (laughs) Like they're not supposed to, like there's like a curfew or whatever, because they're in trouble. Like that's why they're there. Like they're not supposed to be like dicking around. They're going to be having fun. Right, exactly. And like Birdie doesn't really participate with any of like their conversations or any of that because Birdie Mm -hmm. having like her dad be in charge of the the farm or orchard, I guess, um, she 
has been there for so long that she helps them with like day-to-day operations. So yeah, she she's helps made it like pretty the migrant workers and she and... helps make sure that like all the bedding is set. Um, you know, like she makes sure like everyone's housing is good to go. Like she has a lot of like responsibility. So she's not like out there picking peaches. Yeah. When, you, when you're there alone, I mean, I picked cherries for one whole summer, raspberries yeah. for one whole summer. I made it up to sticker girl. So I understand. Exactly. Hair it's flip. like that. Hair flip. Mm-hmm. This is me now. Weird, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's fine. This is my life. Fine. You understand how this, this works, basically. She's been there long enough. Like, she's in charge. Like, her dad trusts her to be in charge. Yeah. Well, her dad finds out that Murphy and Lita, or, like, suspects, I think, I don't think he knows for sure, but he suspects that they've been sneaking out at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he sends Birdie over there, because he's like, I trust Birdie. Birdie's not gonna, like, dick around. Like, it's just gonna be fine. So he sends Birdie over there to watch them. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well. Like, yeah, they're upset about it, but like all the girls just like end up talking basically. Like, they're still teenage girls. Yeah, they basically just like that interaction, like, yeah, of course they were upset that like Birdie was supposed to be there to like stop them from going out, but like they all ended up just like chatting that night and like Birdie confesses that she has feelings for one of the migrant workers. Oh. Oh, and, and they have some like cute little flirty exchanges, but like, you know, yeah. nothing really happens. And then um, I guess Lita, while they've been sneaking out, has been seeing this guy Rex. He was like from the other side of the tracks. I was just about to say Rex is definitely an other side of the tracks name. Absolutely. And so like I think Murphy knows of him, but they don't like know each other. Okay. Um, but like basically that's how Lita says it, is that like they're in the same like neighborhood. Um <clears throat> so Lita's like seeing this guy who's like below her station in life. So, you know, that's like secret secret. Um, but uh all three of them like end up like coming to kind of an understanding of like what each of them is going through and like what their wants or needs are. And I really like that. Like their little trio is like kind of cool because it's like kind of a weird mismatch that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Right. Um, so that was cool. Uh, let's see. I'm like, what happens next? A lot actually happens, even though it's a fairly short book. Um, trying to, trying to think broad strokes, like what, what happened next? Mm -hmm um okay so now that they're friends that's right the three of them start sneaking out and they do a lot of stuff like skinny dipping in the pond like stuff that murphy used to do before but for birdie this is like super freeing so like this is a like a huge growth summer for birdie because she's been very sheltered she's homeschooled even like oh. she works and lives and does everything at the orchard so um this was a really good opportunity for birdie and like birdie's dad did encourage her to like make friends with these girls because she's a pretty shy person in general so like even though she wasn't doing work with them she also wasn't attempting to be friends so i do think that that's kind of part of why he sent her to go like see if they were sneaking out because he's just like do something you're you're a teenage girl even if you sneak out once like i'm not actually that like worried about it do something right um so basically from here like once their friendship is kind of established like a lot of like shit happens over the summer to this damn orchard and i feel bad for them so it's too cold it's summertime but they get like a cold front and the trees start to freeze and i don't know if this is like a legitimate way to save trees but what they end up having them do is like everyone runs around and lights fires at weird strategic spots to keep the trees warm and i was like pretty sure that's not how it works I don't know. Science is on their side, maybe. Okay. I have no idea. I'm not a tree doctor. I'll go with their logic. It's fine. I don't know how to care for a peach tree, so I can't say that doesn't work. I don't even know how to actually cut a peach. Like, I just have to eat it. I can't cut it, so I trust them. Yeah, I agree. So we're just going to go with it for now. (laughs) But it's sketchy to me. Strategic points keep tree warm. 
yeah that's kind of what it sounds like so they do that and then like that act in and of itself like Lita and Murphy seeing how much Bertie like really cares about the orchard and like now that they're friends they kind of understand that like Bertie's dad is struggling to pay for bills like just because you have an orchard and you sell them doesn't mean you're going to make any money especially when you're in Georgia and there's a thousand other peach competitors like so her dad is basically at the point of bankruptcy and so as soon as they start being friends Murphy and Lita kind of understand that like this is a little more important to Bertie and that's why she's been so intense it's like this is kind of the year like this is their cusp year like we pay off our debt or we lose our orchard um so like shit gets pretty crazy at that point um all the girls sneak out again one night and the car breaks down oh no so that's real fun um so Lita calls Rex to come save them (laughs) (laughs) and like some minor drama ensues you know nothing crazy like yeah nothing super notable dad finds out you know shit happens they're in trouble the usual what you'd expect for teenage girls sneaking out and a boy helps them home especially a boy from the wrong side of the tracks (laughs) you know how that goes um so uh when rex comes to save them though uh they were on their way to go find enrico who is the migrant worker that Bertie has a crush on. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of at the end of orchard season and he leaves a week early, like earlier than they were expecting. And so Bertie was like, oh my God, I didn't get to tell him that I'm into him. So Bertie like gives them this story while they're waiting for Rex, basically like why it was so important to her that they would like go wherever it was they were going because he was out of town. And they were like, all right, we're going. And so they go, they're like, drive all the way to find freaking Enrico. And I have no idea how they knew where he lived or anything. Maybe he left her his address to write letters. I don't know. But they show up at his house and there's like a woman there. And she was just like, nope, I'm out. And so they turn around and walk away because she's a teenage girl who runs on assumptions and doesn't ask questions. Yeah, sure. Per usual. Um, (laughs) On their way back, a hurricane, a hurricane happens. I was like, do hurricanes happen in the summer in Georgia? I don't know. I don't know. know. But it happened to make the story continue. (laughs) So a hurricane happens. And then they make their way back to the peach farm or the orchard peach farm. Same thing. Sure. Um, (laughs) And they make it to get into the shelter and like let the storm pass. Right. And they're basically like, we're screwed. Like, we're going to have no peaches. Like, we're not going to be able to pay any of our debt. Like, we are SOL. Magically. They open the shelter and they're like, our orchard is untouched, but every single other orchard in our county is destroyed. What the luck? Who would have thought? Someone was looking out for them. Crazy. So everyone's like so excited that they survived this thing. And then the dad ends up being able to pay off. I'm going to spoil this book because it's not that long. And That's I don't think fine. anyone else is 18 also, years old right now. I don't think him paying anything off is a spoiler. No, I don't think so either. Like, I mean, that was like half the point, but not even the whole point. Um, But yeah, so like because of this, he's able to pay off his debts, you know, so like they do end up like saving the peach farm, which is like great and having this great relationship. And I'm just going to continue. Enrico follows Bertie and them back to Georgia and explained that that was not what she thought it was. I think it was his sister or something. Hmm. He was like, no, like my sister or something needed help. And that's who that person was. Like, it's not what you think. And then Bertie and Enrico kiss. Ah. You know, it's all cute. And then Lita has to go off to college. So she breaks up with Rex. And then because Rex and Murphy are kind of of the same level and ambition, 
Mm-hmm. They end up together. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. I really just like, it was kind of lame. <laughs> like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like when I read the summary, I was like, really? I liked this book that much. But I think what I liked was their relationship and like the way the three girls like developed, like not necessarily like the ridiculous hurricane out of nowhere, like yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But like in general, I just, I, I felt like this book in a lot of ways tackled things that like things such as sister of the traveling pants didn't yeah no that makes sense they didn't talk about it and like you hear a lot about like murphy's background like her mom was the same kind of girl and that's part of why her mom was like really harsh on her and upset with murphy and like sentenced her to be there is because like her mom ended up getting pregnant in the peach orchard like when she was a teenager and she wanted her to not follow in her footsteps and yeah so she like freaked out which is why she was like yes you're gonna go work there and so like you hear you do get a lot of backstory about these girls like i'm pretty sure birdie's mom passed away years ago like so you do get to know a lot, but I don't know. I just felt like in general, it's nice to have a book where the girls don't like each other at first. And then that kind of develops. Yeah. No, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's interesting different. to see how their coping mechanisms and things change. I don't know. It's just kind of a different way of putting it than like these three best friends go on adventures. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing that as a child, it was five out of five, but would you give as it as an adult? As an adult, I'd probably give it like three and a half peaches generously. Okay. Like, I understand like a lot of the, the, things that she chose were to progress the story you know yeah like the hurricane to make the point could happen yeah it seemed really (laughs) unrealistic but uh overall I just really like this book like as far as a coming of age book like there's a lot of growth like with all these girls at a very like important age where they learn a lot of lessons about like who they are and how life works and so I felt like this was a very solid like coming of age book that probably not everybody has heard yeah, I was like, yeah, I'd never heard of it, so. Yeah, this it. is one I used to lend to friends all the time, like, when I was in high school. Oh. So, yeah. We were clearly not friends in high school, because I never didn't meet you till college, so. Yeah, no, we weren't. No, <laughs> that would have been really weird if we were. <laughs> would have been super weird. <laughs> cool. All right, everyone, uh, if you want to reach out and let us know what your favorite coming-of-age story was, or if you could, yeah. I don't know, wrap your head around Una jumping all over the place, or Maybe you know if hurricanes are normal in Georgia, like in summer. Reach out, let us know. We are on Instagram at isn't past your bedtime and uh, Twitter iipyb underscore pod. If you just want to say a quick, yeah, hurricanes happen in Georgia, brah. That's cool. Please tell me. It seemed crazy, but I don't know things about Georgia. There's no. the East Coast and there's West Coast and then there are Middle States. Yeah, we live in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> we know our lives. We don't we don't venture out anywhere else. No offense. No offense. Um, you can also check out our website to see what we're listening to next and what we have talked about in the past at isn'titpastyourbedtime.com. You can check us out pretty much anywhere you podcast. I think we're pretty much on all the main platforms. If there's anything that we are not on, let us know. And we will talk to all y'all in a fortnight when we do a nonfiction type book. Don't know if there's going to be anything, you know, more stringent than that. But at this point, nonfiction. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.